Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode number 8. Dexter Fowler retires. And then he returns. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us at flythew670gmail.com. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show on 670 The Score. We're on from 530 to 10 a.m. daily. And, of course, we are your radio home for the Cubs. Good afternoon, Crowley, on this Thursday. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. Uh, you know, good news uh, this last week. Had a lot of fun with it, right? Absolutely right. Dexter Fowler retires, but now he's back and he's working with the Cubs, Crowley. Yeah, so for people that were paying attention, and we did put it on our socials, Dexter Fowler retired on Tuesday. He announced it on Twitter. And I'll tell you, the thing I love the best about the Twitter announcement, of course he's, you know, thanking everybody, you know, from all the different organizations, but he said the feeling of bliss while healing, hearing the words all-star. Where was he an all-star? Only with the Cubs, right? Only when time. About, when he talks about World Series champions, who's he talking about? The Cubs. And the picture that he used to kind of write his beautiful speech right there from Grant Park from the World Series rally with the championship hat on. So, I mean, you know that Dexter just, I mean, loved being a Cub, so... You're you're talking about one of the all-time lovable characters as far as as Cubs history is concerned. He's a 14th round pick by Colorado in 2004. He plays for the Rockies and then gets traded to Houston in 2014. He plays one season in 2014. He has one more year left of free agency, and what ends up happening is is that the Cubs were able to get him. So. Obviously, there are. We, we've talked about this, Dustin. You have to sometimes make the big move, which the Cubs did. 
But but to me, that 2014-2015 offseason that the Cubs had, they had two big moves, but a lot of little moves that, you know, when you look back now, you're like, oh, man, that was so important. But back then, you didn't think much of it. I mean, the two biggest moves that 2014-15 offseason was Joe Madden, you know, got him as a manager, and that was a total fluke because of an opt-out in his contract once the GM left Tampa Bay. Um, the other one, of course, is John Lester signing a six-year, $155 million contract that I think, Dustin, is the greatest Cub free agency signing of all time and could be the greatest Chicago free agency signing of all time. I was just about to go there, Crowley. Could be arguably the greatest free agent signing in the history of Chicago sports, but um, there is a Blackhawk signing that uh, was right was right there and also did result in uh, – multiple championships uh unfortunately the cubs did not win multiple but they did get that uh 100 year uh <clears throat> piano off their back absolutely and so some of the smaller moves they got jason hamill back that off season after they traded to get addison russell if you remember that one and then they traded two minor league pitchers for catcher miguel montero everyone knows my love for miggy and had some of the biggest hits in that postseason run they signed journeyman catcher David Ross to a two-year deal, who most Cub fans probably was like, who? But uh, one of their last moves was 2014 Pretty big deal. 2015, Pretty right? big deal. Yeah. Last move that they make is about 2014-2015 offseason was on January 19th. They traded Luis Valbuena, rest in peace, and Dan Straley for Dexter Fowler. And so, you know, Dustin, when we talk about pretty much, you know, every offseason – the big question that we've had to answer pretty much every year we've been alive is who is going to bat leadoff? It is an annual ritual that we have to deal with. We got to deal with it this year, Dustin. Who's going to bat leadoff? Right. I don't who's know. Who's batting leadoff? Right. Is it, is right? it, is it Cody Bellinger? Is it? Um, gee, I mean, we could, we could. Nico. I mean, that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic potentially. I mean, is it is it Nico Horner? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you'd want Swanson leading off, right? You're paying him to drive some runs in. Hap, no. Wisdom, no. It, 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 Trey, no. Cody Bell, Stack, no. I mean, honestly, the only real, like, obvious one to me is Nico Horner. That, that, right. That's the obvious one. Um, and I don't even know if that's super ideal. Maybe, maybe Suzuki. What do you think of Suzuki as a leadoff hitter? I, I'm not. I'm not fond of it, to be honest. But it may be. But this is the problem that we constantly talk about year after year. When is I Dexter about, Fowler still available, Crowley? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and so it's you think about the great leadoff Cubs hitters, and it's just a real tiny list. You know, Bobby Dernier. I think about in the '80s, you had Kenny Lofton for half a season, but in general, it's just always been an issue. And so having a switch hitting leadoff guy was just absolutely crucial and i remember to me the very first big dexter fowler moment was uh fowler moment was on april 11th he he hit what wound up being the game-winning two-run home run on an 0-2 pitch off former cub latroy hawkins this is in colorado in the ninth inning to give the cubs a 6-5 win over the rockies my brother his wife and my future nephew in you know in in uh, you know was my my sister-in-law was pregnant they were at that game so you know that always kind of meant a lot to me but in 2015 he hits 250 346 411 17 home runs 20 stolen bases career high 84 walks right and so it, it, he leads the team with 102 runs scored and they make that great postseason run all the way to the NLCS before getting swept by the Mets now, if people don't remember there, Dexter 
is technically now a free agent. So he's off that very first deal and now he can make his millions of dollars. Um, and it looked like he was, it was a done deal. It was, I want to say Buster only even reported three years, $35 million with the Baltimore Orioles. And, and again, we were back to the, who's going to lead off. But then this is according to Dexter Fowler. There was, they had a rough agreement in place, multi-year deal. And then the Orioles said like, well, now we're going to subtract the value of the pick we were losing because they would have lost the qualified offer. Right. And so Fowler then said, well, if you're going to, you know, subtract a little money, then, then I want an opt out. And Baltimore said no. And somehow, some way, Theo Epstein swoops in. And so the Cubs are in Mesa. This is, they're in Mesa at this time, right? And, and the team's all sitting there and they're having a meeting. And out comes Theo Jed and Dexter Fowler and they walk out on the field. And the players were confused and they thought, okay, <laughs> Dexter's here to say goodbye. But instead, it's announced that Fowler signs a one-year, uh, $8 million deal with an option for 2017 at nine and a $5 million buyout. He ends up with $13 million in guaranteed money. And Theo Epstein said, I'm never going to be able to top that. But Dustin, what a way to start 2016. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was an unbelievable uh, situation. I was already missing him. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was really cool. It was cool when he did announce his retirement that uh, what you just described, and you described it very well, was um, was was floating around uh, social media and whatnot, and, and, and then he had just an unbelievable year for the Cubs. Yep, he comes in 2016, he hits 276, 393, 447, 13 home runs, 13 stolen bases in 125 games. Now, if people remember the 2016 season, they didn't go wire to wire, they went close. I think they were out of first place like that very first week for like a day. But... They burst out of the gate, but then right around the middle of June, he injured his hamstring and he was out for a month, um, right about until the All-Star break. And if Cub fans remember, the Cubs really struggled for that month that he was out. But the Cubs were 80 and 38 in games that he started and just 23 and 20 in games that he didn't. So there was never a question that, as Joe Madden put it, with Dexter Fowler, it was you go, we go. That was, you know, for the team, you know? Yep. He goes, we go, you go, we go, uh, the straw that stirs the drink, whatever whatever way you wanted to put it. it but before we get into how important he was in the playoffs as well, and obviously the World Series, Crowley, we have, and it's still an ongoing argument <clears throat> on the Mully and Haw show, specifically between Mully and I, where I said that, yes, Chris Bryant was the MVP of that season, for the, 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 the baseball league, mm-hmm. but Dexter Fowler was the MVP of the Chicago Cubs. And I think you can have two different guys. You could have the league MVP and still not even be the MVP on his own team. And I know that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to people, but as you point out, you look at their record, Crowley. Right. What was the record when he was there and what was the record when they weren't? And Joe Madden, he goes, we go. You go, we go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's clear he was so important to that team, and 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 clearly they don't win the World Series if he's not there. I 100% believe that yeah. with everything. He, you needed you needed lots of people, but you definitely needed him. And as Joe Madden always says, you definitely needed Kyle Schwarber. Whoops. And, <laughs> and so on the biggest stage, though, that was probably in Dexter Fowler's last game as a cub game seven biggest stage you can imagine first batter he hits a leadoff home run off Corey kluber the first home run 
in a World Series Game 7 ever. And I think for all Cub fans, it'll always be that memory of him kind of turning around backwards and just shouting into the dugout and, and, and the roar of the crowd on that Game 7, that that was just unbelievable. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, the next, you know, when, when the parade happens and that's all said and done, I remember very clearly being in Grant Park and he said, you know, uh, they always said, you go, we go, and now I go is what he said. And that was, that was it. He signs a five-year, $82 million deal with the Cardinals. He makes his money. He's eventually traded and reunited. That, that deal didn't work out. So last year of his contract, he gets uh, traded over to the Angels and Joe Madden. And then he gets injured. He injures a knee there, but he never lived up to that contract. He struggled with injuries, finished up uh, in the Blue Jays system, never played for the Blue Jays major team, but that's it. But how fun was it, Dustin, that Dexter Fowler announces his retirement on Tuesday, and then on Thursday, the Marquee Sports Network announced that Fowler would be the newest member of the pre- and post-game show with Cole Wright, who was on our show, what, two weeks ago, maybe? Right. And, and, and he made his debut a few hours later. And so I did watch him on marquee and I don't think there's anybody who doubts in their entire mind that Dexter Fowler is just going to be a wonderful addition to that. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was great. I used uh, some of the audio from Dexter Fowler this morning on my uh, little pregame show ahead of Mully and Hall between five and five 30 and uh, had uh, some suggestions and recommendations for uh, Corey Kluber and how to handle center field at Wrigley field. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool to hear, but yeah, he made a great debut sounded absolutely smooth. No, uh, no, no problems whatsoever. I think he's a great addition to the marquee sports network. You know, Dustin, I was thinking about what you're saying about who the MVP of the team was. And there are, again, you know, you know, David Ross is a guy that we've talked about that on that team wasn't the best player on the team, but was extremely important as far as his role in keeping guys in order, policing the clubhouse, making sure guys were approaching the game the right way. Dexter Fowler was somebody that he, you know, his relationship with his teammates and the way he was, he loosened that clubhouse. And I think for me, like when I think about the difficulty that every Cub team up until 2016 had, you talked about the umbrella or I'm sorry, the uh, the piano on the back and all that stuff is all the pressure that came with that curse, the curse of the Billy Goats, the Black Cats didn't win in 100 years, all this stuff that every team had to deal with. And, and it's, it's funny because every team always said, oh, it wasn't a big deal, it wasn't a big deal. But once you get into the eye of that hurricane and everybody starts pressuring you, that's you had to have the right ingredients on that team. And I think that Joe Madden was the greatest manager for that team. And I believe that David Ross was the perfect policeman for that team. And I believe that Dexter Fowler was the guy that kept you, you know, kept it honest, but kept it loose in the clubhouse, right? Kept it and, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Kept it fun. Yep. Didn't allow those guys to take it too serious. And, and, and when I think about the World Series, and I'll never forget this, it was right around, uh, you know, 
it was right before they were down three one, and you're thinking this this another year, wait till next year, you know. And and maybe there's some Cub fans that thought they were going to come back. That's really hard to do. I mean, three one to come back and win it, um, and then have to do two games in Cleveland, especially. And so, the thing I always remember is number one, Joe Madden, right before games uh, six and seven, it was right around Halloween, and instead of like instead of like being like, okay, we're going to practice, we're going to come in there, we're going to go down to Cleveland early. He let those guys trick or treat. I don't know if you remember that. I don't, them, rem- I don't remember that. But I know Joe was always very, uh, what did they call it, uh, American Legion ball-ish. Yeah. Right? He wanted yeah. to treat it like American Legion ball. But Just be, show but, up and be ready to play. Right. And and the and so the funny thing is, is, is um, Ben Zobris lived in Wrigleyville at the time in Lakeview, obviously, like a lot of those guys do. But uh, he had a he had a deal with fanatics. It's a, they sign these deals, and you can you know you you get paid this for every autograph. Da da da. Well, all of a sudden it goes on social media. Ben Zobris was signing baseballs for kids and giving them to him for Halloween. And fanatics right. calls that was up. Trick or, and, that was the trick or treating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fanatics calls up and tells him to stop doing it. But that's just so Ben Zobris. But right. the other and he would ride his bike in his uniform over to oh, the yeah. field. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but think about that. Like I said, just keeping those guys relaxed. And then the other thing I remember, I want to say it's before game six or game seven. I can't remember. But there is Anthony Rizzo and there is Dexter Fowler playing Super Mario Kart. Like before what you can argue is one of the biggest games. I mean, you got to remember, the Cubs had the longest streak. The, 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 in, the Indians had the second longest streak. But you know what? These guys were loose. They were having fun. And how often did we see these teams you know, Cubs teams in the past tighten up. I'm thinking about Leon Durham, you know, not not getting the glove all the way down in 1984. I'm thinking about uh, Alex Gonzalez not turning the double play in 2003. You felt it. You felt the anxiety. Those guys never did, and I think Dexter Fowler was a big part of it. And I also think that now that he's on the marquee network, I think he's going to bring that fun. I think you know, I'm not I'm not going to diss anybody that's on the marquee network, but I don't think they've ever had somebody as telegenic as he is, as fun as he is. I think him and Cole are going to have a really great relate. You already kind of saw them just bouncing off each other yesterday. I think it's going to make for a better pre and post game. I don't know how many games they have him slotted for because they do switch it up. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's Sean Marshall right. or Ryan Sweeney or whoever. I just think that that I don't know what Dexter wants to do. Um, I don't know what, you know, how much, you know, he has a, a beautiful home in Vegas. He's got a wife and two wonderful little daughters and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know what his plans are, but I'm just thinking that, that that was one of the things I thought about with Dexter always was when this guy retires, he's got a career in broadcasting waiting for him. And now that he's here, I'm hoping that I think I think it would make a better product to have him more consistently there personally. Ah, <laughs> uh, my keychain, my 670 to score keychain with the final call embedded in the keychain. How about that, Crowley? That, that uh, is pulled, good. Pulled that one out of the drawer as you were talking, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to pull this bad boy out. It's never been opened. Still in the bag. Well, you see. Some, someday, someday, right? This, this could be worth it. Lots and lots of money, Crowley, right here. Okay. Absolutely. Keep it in the bag so you, you don't ruin it. But I thought right. that was the Pat Hughes bobblehead because there's a bobblehead that has the that does the That does well. the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very cool. I agree with you. And telegenic, Crowley. That's a uh, that's a Scrabble word. Nice, uh, nice job there.